In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ calls his disciples to follow him, to follow him through the cross and into the life eternal. That's the pattern that Jesus gives all of his disciples, and we hear that in today's gospel. We are called to take up our cross and follow Jesus. Now, Jesus entrusted his life totally to his heavenly Father. He entrusted his life every single day to his Father. He entrusted his future to his heavenly Father until that day, that final day came, where he offered his entire life to his heavenly Father on our behalf as a sacrifice and went into death. And then Jesus was raised up out of death, victorious over death, sharing the glory and the honor of his heavenly Father. Jesus asked us to follow that same pattern, that same model of life. And in fact, that model of life, that reality of death and resurrection is a divine reality. It's not a divine reality that we are in touch with most of the time, but it is, in fact, the truth, the reality of life itself, death and then resurrection. And so, where are we following Jesus to? We are following Jesus day by day until finally we move past the life of this world through death And then we are raised up to share with Jesus the glory and honor of our Heavenly Father. That is the divine narrative that we are all participating in. And that is where everything is headed. That's where our mind needs to be. And so this total trust of the life and the future and the future glory is what we are following Jesus in this pattern with. Well, we can say there is this pattern of dying and rising, and on a daily basis, there's a spiritual pattern that is very much like it. It's where we fall down, and then we rise up again. We fall down daily because we're still struggling with the presence of sin. Our minds have not been totally transformed. Our hearts have not been totally transformed. So we stumble and we fall. We do things we shouldn't. We neglect things that we should. But the call is to immediately, after we realize that, and ask for God's forgiveness and the forgiveness of others if need be, we rise up again. So the entire pattern of life itself is death and then resurrection, falling down, and rising back up. This principle, C.S. Lewis says, runs all the way through life, top to bottom. He says, give up yourself, and you'll find your real self. Lose your life, and you will save it. Submit to death, death of your ambitions and favorite wishes every day, and death of your whole body in the end. Submit with every fiber of your being, and you will find eternal life. Look for Christ, and you will find him, and with him, everything else is thrown in. So, we are called to take up our cross every single day to follow Jesus. 
We're called to lose our life in order to really gain the life eternal. And that pattern of death and resurrection, of falling and rising, those are the patterns of the Christian life. There's a great little story about a woman named Alice. <clears throat> Alice was uh, talking about her latest move when she moved from one home to another in her place of work. And Alice mentioned that when she made her last move, it was great because she had reached a, a level in her profession that she could afford to just have the whole thing move. She didn't have to schlep any boxes. Uh, she was able to just have the movers come in and just pack everything up and move everything, and she was excited about that. So when the movers came, they said, well, what, what needs to be packed up? And she says, everything. I mean everything. Well, they packed up everything and moved to her new pristine home. And as she began to unpack the boxes, she realized that those workmen uh, had taken her literally because they had, in fact, packed up her trash. And she had uh, orange peels and uh, uh, banana peels and empty ketchup bottles and a whole bunch of trash that she had to get away with. Well, this is a great metaphor because we want everything. Don't we want everything in life? Don't we want as much as we can possibly get? People generally want everything. We especially, because of our being blessed with a good education, with a good upbringing, with good professions, with a certain amount of wealth, we in fact can almost try to have everything, but the gospel and Jesus would say that that's not the way to fulfillment. That is, in fact, not the way to eternal life because we can't have everything. We have to learn to say no to ourselves from time to time. That's just simply part of growing up and being a mature Christian. We have to say no to what we may have a right to, but it would not be best for us because our challenge is this. Because we have everything before us, we have to find some place to prioritize this life that will all end at the grave that we can't take with us versus the life eternal that we will take with us. And so we have to make daily decisions about prioritizing our lives, letting go of what is really garbage or even good things that don't really matter versus prioritizing our time and our gifts and our resources towards things that will move into eternity, toward the divine things. Jesus rebuked Peter because Peter said, no, Jesus, don't go to the cross. We can't have a dead Messiah I'm your right-hand man. How am I going to get ahead in life if the boss is somehow dead? That's not how life should work, right? It would be like being uh, Underwood's uh, Secretary of State in House of Cards. How would you move up if President Underwood were somehow killed, right? You can't get your power and your politics straightened out that way. That's the human way of thinking. Jesus calls us to leave behind the human way of thinking and take on the divine way of thinking. It's counterintuitive because 
we think the more that we get, the more that we have control of, the better life will be. Jesus says, let go of the things that don't really matter and make sure that you secure the things that do matter, the divine things. You can die to yourself in order to be reborn into eternal life. And in fact, listen to the prayer of St. Francis. The prayer of St. Francis says, For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning others that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. So this counterintuitive death and resurrection, falling and rising, is in fact the pattern of our Christian life. Uh, Dallas Willard, in his great book, Renovation of the Heart, says this, Our self-denial that Jesus calls us to in the gospel is always a surrender of the lesser self, a dying to that self in order that we may gain the greater self, our true selves, the person that God intended us to be when we were created. So that is the process. We're letting go of the old in order to become the new. This is a part of dying, dying to that old life in order to be reborn into the new life. Dying to the old that the new recreated life can begin. Dying that we may be born into eternal life. And so, as we take up our crosses, as we let go of the life that will end at the grave and take up the life that will pass with us into the glory of the Father, we have to make daily decisions and prioritize our life to make sure that the divine things are the things that we are truly dealing with. Jesus, by his faithfulness, offered his life for us, entered into death. It was the will of the Father when was raised up into glory and brought salvation and recreation to the entire world. We are supposed to follow that model and that pattern of life as we lay down our life, some of our time, some of our gifts, some of our resources, so that we can take God's mercy and love to those who need it, to those who need a touch from God, a salvation from God. This was the bishop's challenge for us last week, if you remember. Bishop uh, Doyle challenged us to not only be an attractional church where we attract people and we give them ministries and things to be a part of the life of this church here within the four walls, but his challenge was also to go outside of these walls to people who need help, who need a touch from God, who need to see the love and the mercy of God, and what will that cost us? That will cost us some of our time. That will cost us some of the energy of our gifts, and it will cost us some of our resources, but that's the life that Jesus calls us to. That's how dying to self can be the salvation towards others, and that's how it has to work. And so we are to replicate the pattern that Jesus himself showed us. Dying in order to bring salvation, we die 
but it is that death that brings into us eternal life, that brings into us the life of God and the love of God. And so we, fat, we uh, follow this pattern, and that's exactly what we're called to do. No one said it wasn't uh, painful. No one said it uh, was not sometimes uncomfortable or inconvenient, but that's what Christ calls us to do. And so as we come today to receive the body and blood of Christ, come to receive the life of Christ, to continue to be in us, to help us to make those priorities, to make those daily decisions that we need to, to take up our cross, to lose a life that won't last in order to gain the eternal life, that we would follow Jesus day by day and finally into death itself that we may raise victorious in the glory of the Father with him and with one another. Amen. Amen.